0: Introducing the Mike Moore Ministries mobile app, your gateway to spiritual inspiration and godly leadership. With a host of practical features, it's like having a personal spiritual guide in the palm of your hand. Watch and listen to the How to Win podcast, get exclusive early access to the Answers That Work broadcast before it airs on television, receive uplifting and thought-provoking nuggets, and stay up to date with Mike Moore's speaking engagements through an interactive calendar. To download, visit your device's app store and search Mike Moore Ministries. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be in the God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us today. I believe you're going to be blessed, edified, built up and equipped to carry out God's vision for your life. I'm in my leadership edition of the How to Win, so we're giving you information that will enable you to lead at a high level. I'm in an amazing series. We're nearing the end of it, entitled Vision, Seeing Beyond the Now. Vision, Seeing Beyond the Now. Each one of these podcasts, we have a subtopic that we, we center in on. And today, our subtopic is the appointed time. Say that. The appointed time. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, the first part of the verse says in the New King James Version, for the vision is yet for an appointed time for the vision yet is for an appointed time every vision from god has a divinely appointed time that vision that you have and i know you got a grand vision from god it has an appoint to time and it is god who determines the timing God determines timing. So God's anointing, God's promises, God's power follows his timing. God's anointing and his power will follow his timing. Sometimes we are guilty of being too early or premature. Other times we're kind of dragging our feet And we're operating late. God wants us to hit the mark, to achieve our purpose and God's plan for our lives, to accomplish the vision in the right time, the appointed time. Now, I want you to say these two words timing matters. Come on, say that. Timing matters. Say it one more time. Timing matters. Uh, I have a proof text to show you how important timing is. In Acts chapter 7, verse 23 through 25, in the New King James Version, it says, Now when he, referring to Moses, was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed, struck down the Egyptians. for he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. That is powerful. We all, have learned and most of us, even if you hadn't been a church goer, you've heard of Moses and you've heard of Moses leading the people out of Egypt through the Red Sea. Most people have heard those stories. Well, act seven gives us an insight on the beginning of Moses' call to deliver the people. The scripture says in Acts 7 that it came into his heart at the age of 40 to visit. He was raised an Egyptian, although he was a Jew. He was raised an Egyptian in Pharaoh's household, raised by Pharaoh's daughter. And the Bible says that it came into his heart to visit his brethren. Now, if you studied the text out and study uh, out Exodus, the beginning books of Exodus, you will discover that the mother of Moses uh, protected Moses from assassination because the Pharaoh had sent out an it that all of the boy babies would be killed. She didn't want her baby, Moses, to be killed, so she put it in a little basket, a a little ark, and she sent Moses down the Nile, hoping that someone would find her baby and, and that baby would be preserved because they had a sensing that this was a special child. Well, Pharaoh's daughter found Moses floating by, took him, fell in love with the little baby, and took him home. So it was, I think, divinely orchestrated that God would allow the mother of the baby to be the nanny, if you want me to call that. So he was raised by his mother in an Egyptian court. So surely she would tell him things about who he really was. So the Bible said it came into his heart to visit his people came into his heart. I believe that God spoke to Moses about the harsh treatment that the Jews were experiencing as slaves in Egypt. I believe it came into his heart that he was called by God to deliver those people out of that bondage. I believe at the age of 40, it came into his heart. He went out into the camp where the Jews were and a Jew a Egyptian was beating an Israelite. And Moses, with this call on his life, went out, defended the Israelite, killed the Jew, the Egyptian, hid him in the sand, and thought everything was clear. But word got back to Pharaoh what Moses had done, and Moses ended up escaping Egypt. And 40 years later, he was called to go back to Egypt. Think about it. Moses' timing was off. Not only was Moses not prepared to do what God was calling him to do, but the people were not prepared. Sometimes we can be early because we're not prepared. Other times we can be uh, premature because the people that we are called to reach or the people that are called to help us reach those people are not prepared. They're not ready. Moses was premature. His timing was off. So let's talk about timing. Let's talk about how timing matters. Let's get this timing thing right. There's a right time to do something, a wrong time to do something. So understanding, here's the first major principle, understanding God, understanding God is critical to recognizing his timing. Now listen at that. I'll say that slower this time. It is critical to understand God In order to understand God's timing, understanding God is critical to understanding his timing. Now, listen at this. Second Peter chapter three, verse eight. It says with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day. Think about it. Scripture says in the mind and the eyesight and the experience of God, 1,000 years is no different than one day. Why is that so, Mike? It is so because God lives outside of time in one continuous now. Now, you and I, we live in time. We have a past. We experience a present. And we wait on the future, past, present, future. So we are governed by time. But God created time. He's not dependent on time. He's not governed by time. He stands outside of time and he can see our past, present and future all at the same time. So it's important to understand that God lives outside of time. He lives in one continuous now. So that's critical. A second thing is critical is to, to get this timing thing right is to understand how God talks. We know that he stands outside of time. But how does God talk? Well, the Bible tells us in Isaiah forty six ten 10, that he declares the end from the beginning. Isn't that something? Here God tells, talk to us about the end before we even get started. That can throw you off if you don't understand that. God Stands outside of time, he can see the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. So he can look at the future and begin to talk to you about the future. If you are not careful, you may think that God is talking about now. He may, he may not be talking about now. Because remember, he can see the past the present, and the future at the same time. And he declares the future, watch this, the end from the beginning. What is this saying to us? It is saying that God is a God of preparation. God is a God of preparation. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love them. Now, notice there are things that God has prepared for us, things that God has prepared. God doesn't wait to do things. He prepares ahead of time things in the spirit world, and then he talks to us about what he has already prepared. So we need to understand that to understand God's uh, timing. God is a God of preparation. Say that. God is a God of preparation. In the kingdom of God, there is a law of preparation. You say, God spoke to me. I say, I don't doubt it a bit. You say, God spoke to me. I'll jump on it and agree with you. But are you prepared to do what God has called you to do? The Spirit of God said something to me years ago, possibly over a decade ago. He said, a season of preparation is necessary. A season of preparation is necessary. Now, this is so interesting because maybe sometimes people fail in their vision not because they didn't hear God, not because they were not given a God-given vision, but maybe they didn't understand that a season of preparation is necessary. Moses was called at the age of 40, but he was not prepared to fulfill the role that he had been assigned to. And the interesting thing about it, his followers were not prepared. It's obvious that Moses wasn't prepared because he went out with his bare hands and tried to deliver two point, over two million Jews. How are you going to deliver people over two million Jews one at a time? Is he going to kill them one at a time? and hide him in the sand, it's obvious that he was prepared, unprepared. It's obvious that he was premature. It's obvious that he got a vision, but he wasn't prepared, didn't get God's timing on it, and he almost messed it up. Now listen at this. Jesus, at the age of 12, he had a burning vision in his heart. At the age of 12, Jesus said to his parents, I must be about my father's business. Father's business, Joseph standing right in front of him. Mary standing right in front of him. We've been looking for you for three days. We thought you were with the caravan, and you stayed here. They were getting ready to reprimand him. And Jesus said, listen, you should have known I must be about my father's business. He, my father's business. Notice, Jesus is talking about something that's not normal for a 12-year-old. But he believes, and rightly so, that he has some business to accomplish for the father. He has a vision at 12, But watch this, yet it was 18 years later that he entered his ministry. He entered the ministry at 30, yet he knew about it at 12, but he was not prepared. So he went home and submitted himself to his parents, and I'm convinced for 18 years he spent time in the Torah, time in the Word, The Old Testament scriptures at that time, he meditated day and night and prepared himself. Are you prepared to do what God called you to do? You say, well, I don't know. Well, ask God, ask God, ask God, because there's a law of preparation in this in the scriptures People who have great callings usually are not called to do, they're not initially led to do big stuff at the beginning. That's why the Bible said, despise not the day of small beginnings. So I want to give you the rest of the way four ways to judge God's timing. Four ways. Number one, the first way to judge God's timing is a rhema word from God. A rhema word word from God. Now the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now the word, wrd, the word, word in the Greek language has two Greek renderings. In one rendering, the word, word is the logos. The Logos is the whole of Scripture, the whole of the Bible. is it, the totality of what God has revealed to man through the Scriptures. That's the Logos. But the rhema word is a, a spoken word. It's a specific word that the Holy Spirit speaks or quickens or gives to us, a, a spe- special word. I mentioned in our last episode that I was walking across my den. We were thinking about uh, a bigger place because we had outgrown our present facilities as a church. And I heard the Spirit of God say dome. Well, I wasn't thinking about a dome. I was thinking about a butler building. I was thinking about a butler building. I wasn't thinking about a dome, but he gave me a rhema word, a specific word. He gave me other words about how large it should be. He said, uh, what kind of facility? He said, unconventional, uh, monolithic. He told me exactly how large it should be, comfortably seat 3,000 people. These were Rhema words. Not to borrow is how we were going to finance it. We're going to pay debt free. We're going to finance it debt free. Those were Rhema words. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema word of God. You can only have faith for the right timing by having a rhema from God, a rhema, a specific word, a definite word that the Holy Spirit tailors to your specific situation, a rhema word. So ask God for instructions. Concerning the vision. Don't just run out because you've heard something uh, uh, had a dream or some real vision. Don't just go out and do something. No. Talk to God about it. Ask him questions like what, how, and when. That's what I did concerning the building of our 3,000-seat church facility. I asked him questions about the what? He says, monolithic, unconventional. I asked him questions about the when, and he gave me the unction that it was time to do it then. I asked him about the how. He said, we were going to do it debt-free. God has a rhema word for you. It's important to get this rhema word because you're going to be challenged. We're going to see in one of these. You're going to be challenged. A vision from God is going to be challenged by Satan. And if you don't know what God has said, you're just operating out of your emotions, then you'll quit in the middle of the challenge. Peace. That's the second way to judge God's time. And do you have peace? Is there a lack of peace? Lack of peace implies it's not time. If you have peace with these other things in, in place, in his time. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. Peace. A third indicator of God's timing is an open door, an open door, an open door of opportunity. First Corinthians 16.9 says, for a great door, Paul said this, for a great door of and effective door for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Now, notice whenever the door opens, see if God gives you a vision, it's His responsibility to open up doors, it's not your responsibility. He will give you a of word. He will put peace in your heart, and then he'll open up the door of opportunity. And Paul says there was a great and effective door open. It was open. That open door was an opportunity to carry out the vision. But he said something interesting. He said, but there are many adversaries. So right time does not mean you won't have challenges. Right time does not mean you won't have enemies. Right time doesn't mean you won't have people against you. But guess what? Enemies, people against you, challenges won't stop you if you have a God-given vision and you're operating in God's timing. The fourth way to determine God's timing His fruit. Number one, a of word. From God, number two, peace in our hearts. Number three, an open door of opportunity, and number four, fruit, productivity, and unfortunately, fruit is well. I, I was about to say fruit is only determined at the as you work out the vision, as you work out it, but really productivity can also be as you're preparing to move out in the vision God began to give you the favor and again give you the people and that initially to get started so you should have some fruit Psalms 1 3 says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season productivity. When you are supposed to do it and you got the green light to do it, the open door, God will begin to manipulate circumstances. Watch this. He will order and orchestrate circumstances, situations and people as well as gather resources to cause you to fulfill the vision or purpose he has given you. That's beautiful. You know that you're in the right time because you got a rainbow from God. You have peace in your heart. A door has opened and now fruit productivity begins. God orchestrating, ordering circumstances Wow, situations, people, resources to get started. Now, you may not get all the resources, you're not going to get all the people that's going to help you, but he gives you enough to get started, and along the way, he's going to continue to order and orchestrate circumstances, situations, and people, and resources that's going to keep coming your way oh, through the course of that vision. If you are not, and I'll say this in closing, if you are not experiencing fruit, then there are some questions you should consider and you should make it a part of your prayer list. If you feel that you have a God-given vision, you have a rhema from God, you have peace, you have open doors, but you don't have any productivity, no fruit. Nobody wants to help you. No finances. uh, No favor. Uh, Then you got to ask yourself these questions. Is my timing wrong? Is my timing wrong? Was I premature? Secondly, have I experienced or submitted to a season of preparation? Have I? experienced or submitted to a season of preparation sometimes you're not getting any productivity because you're in the wrong season you should be preparing and you are trying to do and then the third question and only you can answer this question you and God is this something God has not called me to do Is this something that God has not called me to do? Listen, I'm out of time, but I want you to go back again and listen to these episodes. You can go to Mike Moore Ministries. You can go to uh, YouTube. You can go to my app. And I want you to look at these and listen to these episodes and get it down in your spirit. And if you're in that, that. M- that where you're trying to discern time, you really need to get this episode and listen to it over and over and pray about it. Look up the scriptures that I give you. And I believe that you're going to walk in the fullness of God's wisdom and the fullness of God's plan and the fullness of God's timing in Jesus' name. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Listen, I want you to subscribe to Mike Moore, Ministries. It'll be a blessing to us, be a blessing to you. I love you, and I look forward to seeing you next time.